Hey guys, and welcome to Hunting Land, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you'd like to stay up to date on hunting tactics, land management, land values, and land market dynamics, this is the podcast for you. This week's show is brought to you by Farm Credit of Northwest Florida. Farm Credit of Northwest Florida has over a century of experience providing financing for people who live, work, or play in the country. Farm Credit is here to help you make your dream of country living a reality. Their unique cooperative structure allows them to return some of their profits back to their borrowers. This patronage distribution effectively lowers a borrower's rate. To get started with your first or next land purchase, give them a call at 855-GO-RURAL or visit them at www.gorural.net. And also brought to you by Mallard Bay Outdoors. MallardBay.com is the Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking your next guided hunting and fishing adventures. The Mallard Bay platform was built by sportsmen for sportsmen. Their mission is to help expand access to affordable and successful hunting by connecting you with verified outfitters across the United States. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and secure your dates all from one platform, mallardbay.com. Not sure where you want to go yet? Reach out on Instagram or Facebook, and they can help you find your dream hunt. And also buy Southern Seed and Feed. Do you want to provide better nutrients to your deer? If so, try Southern Buck Food Plot Blends. Your deer will love it. At Southern Seed and Feed, they specialize in making textured feed for horses, cattle, sheep, goats, hogs, chickens, small animals, and wildlife. Their products are proven irresistible, scientifically formulated to promote excellent herd health and hunter satisfaction. They supply products to various distributors throughout the South. So visit their website at southernseedfeed.com or call 662-726-2638 to find the dealer nearest you. I'm your host, Joe Bayer, here today with my co-host, Butch Theory. And uh, Butch, today we are going to be choosing the right winch for whatever job you've got at hand. I know winches have helped me get out of some sticky situations. Uh, they've helped me more importantly. I mean, I think more so than like as a recovery tool and helping me get unstuck, which they definitely have helped me do that and help other people who will remain nameless, uh, do that. But right. you know, they've definitely helped me, but I find myself just using that winch for so many other things that I would not go without a winch now, just as a tool, totally, you know, aside to having it as a recovery vehicle. Yeah. Just a good tool to have on the farm for various reasons. Yeah. And thinking about that, uh, that this is something that, yeah, you want to make sure this is something that can handle the vehicle that you're putting it on and get it out. Uh, if you do get stuck, uh, but also you want to make sure this winch is going to be something that's going to be useful to you in all the other applications that you might use it. Um, safely yeah i've been in some situations where, where you know trucks bowed up the winch is bowed up the cables popping and i'm thinking i might be a little in over my head here you know i right. don't know what this i don't know what this thing's capable of right i'm not a winch specialist yeah and i just get that question a lot man you know i'm I'm out showing land or you know out with somebody who's uh you know seeing my truck for the first time and they they see that winch on the front and they're like man you know uh, that's handy you know, that's handy I, I need to i need to have a winch and what size do i need and I, you know, I'm, I don't know, man. So right. we're going to get you the answer today to do that. We're talking with Andy Lilienthal from Warren Winches. Andy, welcome to hunting land, man. First off, tell us a little bit about your, uh, your background with Warren. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. So uh, I'm the strategic communications manager. And basically what that means is 
all outbound communications, media relations, public relations, social media, anything that has to do with uh, the company and, and talking about it kind of goes through me. So uh, I've been with the company originally since 2006, and uh, uh, it's a great company with a long history. This is actually our 75th year in business, uh, 2023. Wow. So we've got uh, a little bit of celebration going to go on this year. Awesome, man. Well, you know, I, I'm looking forward to this podcast because I spend a lot of time in the woods, as does Butch, taking new people out. You know, I've got a winch on my truck, a winch on my UTV, a winch on my golf cart. Yep. I don't think you can have enough winches, but... I constantly have people, they see the winch on the front of my, my truck and they're like, man, I've been wanting to do that. What size winch do I need? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't even one. know why I bought oh, this yeah, one. I just, <laughs> I just got one that was bigger than whatever my truck weighed. So we really want to dive deep on this and hopefully we can answer these questions once and for all. And I can just go, you know what? I got something I'll send you. And uh, we got this guy named Andy. He knows everything you right. need to know about it. So let's start right there, man. What size winch do I need? Is there a rule of thumb for this calculation? There, there absolutely is. I don't even like going to the grocery store without a winch in my vehicle. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> You never so, know, right? Uh, that's right. So with trucks and SUVs, the rule of thumb is gross vehicle weight rating or GVWR times 1.5 is going to give you your minimum pulling capacity. Now you can go over that. Um, we suggest you don't go under it. If you do go under it, we definitely suggest using a uh, snatch block if you need to. We can go into that a little bit a little bit large, uh, later. Uh, with regards to ATVs and power sports vehicles, uh, we offer a 2,500, 3,500, 4,500, and 5,500 pound capacity uh, winches for those kind of vehicles. Now, if you've got a UTV, we generally say the 35 or 4,500s, uh, depending on how big it is, ATVs generally the 25s and the 35s. So your bigger bore ATV is probably going to stick with that 35. If you've got a smaller quad, something like that, you go with the 25. But for trucks and SUVs, you're definitely going to have that distinct formula. You know, Andy, I would think that the majority of people that are buying winches have the, the sole uh, idea that they're going to use them whenever they get stuck or get into a sticky pickle that they need to get out of, usually in the woods, hunting or things like that. But what Joe and I have come to to learn is that we use it for all kind of stuff. Just it just you never know what's going on at the camp or the land that day. What are some of the other most common things where people say, "Okay, you know, I, I need this for this." You know, everybody thinks, "Oh, it's pulling your truck out of a stuck stuck mud bog or your buddy or something like that." But in in reality, I think they get used for pulling out shrubs or moving trees or skidding logs, that kind of stuff, almost as much as straight up vehicle recovery. Uh, I know from personal experience, we had a, a wind and ice storm here last year, and we ended up pulling about a 120-foot pine tree off of a, off of a car with my 8,000-pound winch on, on one of my rigs. And uh, so you, you get a lot of that. Uh, but people use it for a whole host of things. You know, there's utility purposes, like I said, skidding logs, loading, loading trailers, moving heavy equipment around a shop, in addition to your just general, hey, I'm stuck, can you come get me kind of thing. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I've used it for loading tractors Lots up onto equipment trailers. Yeah, logs. And also just like uh, one time we were faced with, we needed to move some tractor implements around and we didn't have the tractor. So we were able to use the winch and a couple of two by fours and make some ramps and just pull tractor implements up onto trailers. I mean, they're super handy to have around. There's no doubt about it. 
Absolutely. And, you know, most people, when they think winches, they think of the, the winch that's on the front of the truck or on the, on the UTV or something like that. But we make a host of handheld winches too. We have a product called Drill Winch that's popular with hunters. Uh, you know, it's powered by your drill. It'll pull 750 pounds. It's, uh, guys are throwing these in the back of the UTV and pulling up elk out of the ravine and that kind wow. of stuff. So uh, we also have a product called Pulsol that will not only pull a thousand pounds, but it'll lift a thousand pounds. It's rated as a hoist. So if you're lifting up a deer or something like that, uh, if you're lifting up a rooftop tent on your truck, pulling an engine out of a tractor or anything like that, uh, you can you can do that. So, But there is a difference between a, a, a winch and a hoist. Winching is always going to be done on a horizontal plane, whereas hoists are going to be used on a vertical plane. And there's safety factors on hoists that allow them to lift because, uh, say, like a winch has a, a free spool clutch on it. So if you had something heavy, let's say a Chevy 350 V8, you're pulling out of out of a Chevy short wide. If that clutch handle were to slip, it's going to drop it. A hoist is not going to have a clutch. So that's going to be able to raise and lower without having to worry about that free spool. So there is a difference. Yeah, it seems important as well. That's an important difference. Yeah. yeah. Something to look for, for sure. Are all vehicles winch compatible? And, you know, if if they aren't, what can we do about it? That's a great question. We get this one quite a bit. So generally speaking, when we first came out with the electric winch in 1959, we were bolting it to body on frame vehicles, vehicles with a separate chassis and a separate body bolted onto each other. And you'd mount that winch to cross member or a mount that attached directly to that frame. Of course, these days, uh, a lot of vehicles, your SUVs, CU crossovers, that kind of stuff are generally a unibody construction. And that's where it gets a little bit harder to uh, to attach a winch just because of the extreme pulling force that you get out of a winch, tons and tons. So generally, it's easier to attach a winch and a mounting system to a vehicle like a Jeep or a full-size pickup truck, something like that, uh, or a mid-size pickup truck, a body-on-frame vehicle. You can attach it to uh, a unibody vehicle, your Subarus, your Toyota RAV4s, as long as you've got a proper mount. We, we tell people all the time, especially on Amazon questions and that sort of thing, you do need to get some sort of mounting system to put a winch on. I mean, even a 2,500 pound winch is pulling over a ton of force. And so uh, you've got to have a mount that is up to that task of multi-ton pulls. I mean, we, we make truck winches that pull 16 and a half thousand pounds. We make industrial winches that pull 30,000 pounds. So you've got to have something that is able to be attached to that vehicle. So Warren does sell bumpers, for example, for both and mounting uh, plates for both power sports and trucks and SUVs. All of our mounting systems undergo testing. So we're one of the only manufacturers, if not the only manufacturer out there that actually pull tests, not only the winch, but we pull, pull test the bumper to the winch's capacity. So you can be assured that if you're going to bolt this onto your vehicle, that that mounting system, that mount is going to be up to it. But I would definitely advise not just going out and getting a winch and bolting it to the front of your Chevy Silverado, for example. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure for sure. We've all seen the videos of bumpers flying off and properly mounted and things like that. I'm sure you guys get some of it too. Oh yeah. Joe and I got a little stuck one time. I'll, I'll rephrase that. I got a little stuck one time. <laughs> I believe what you said was, I don't think my truck can get stuck. I think that was, <laughs> I think that was how you put it. I think that is exactly what I said. So needless to say, I got really stuck. <laughs> One of the things that we found out was we were having a hard time. We had to, it was, I have to draw you a picture, but we had to finagle to be able to get the truck out. We ran into the winch cable being a little bit shorter. 
um, than we would have liked. It would have been much easier if it would have been longer. So what are the common like failure or frustration points that you see whenever people buy a winch? You know, kind of like, I wish I would have got this or that. Yeah, I think the biggest frustration with people is simply the inability to know how to use the product. I like to jokingly say, I don't care if it's a firearm or a frying pan. If you don't have some training on how to use it, you're not going to know how to use it, right? So a winch is sort of the same thing. I teach winching classes and it's amazing the amount of people who show up to these classes and have never used a winch before. And that's great. I'm totally, that's my favorite person. The person who has no bad habits. They don't know, they don't know the things not to do. So, um, I think a lot of the frustration comes from like, okay, I've got this on my truck. I know I need to have this on my UTV. I'm just not really sure how to use it. Now there's a hundred YouTube videos out there and all kinds of educational uh, material. But I think another frustration comes from not having the correct accessories to get the most out of the product. So you mentioned having not enough rope or not enough line on the winch. So one of the things we sell and a whole host of other companies sell are line extensions. We sell 50 foot line extensions. So you've got a hundred feet of rope on say your, your worn Xeon winch and you need 125 feet. So we sell a, a, an extension. You'd use a, a shackle of some sort, whether that's a screw pin bow shackle, a steel shackle, or it's going to be a soft shackle. One of ours or one of our sister companies, Fact 55, um, we both offer soft shackles and you, you rig that up and now you've got, you've got more rope. So uh, we offer accessory kits that have a little bit of all that stuff in there. So like our accessory kits will generally come with two shackles, a snatch block, which is just a pulley block, a tree trunk protector, which is an important piece of rigging if you've got a rig around a tree, because you always want to use that proper rigging versus using the cable around a tree. Uh, We have uh, a recovery strap. So if if, let's say Butch's truck broke down, which I'm sure would never happen. uh, He didn't think he can. That's right. Right. Well, you could, you know, pull him out of a mud hole. Um, and then our sister sister company, Fact 55, they also have their whole line of recovery kits, kinetic kits for, for non-winch recovery, that kind of stuff. But so learn how to use the product and make sure you've got the right accessories. And, and I think you'll you'll be good to go. But, you know, uh, we get people come up to us at shows and say, hey, you're very proud to have the product, which I always appreciate. And they say, I've got your product. Uh, hope I never have to use it. And I always tell people, like, make sure you know how to use it. Go pull your car around the driveway, you know. Hook your hook your truck up to a to a tree on on your property and pull pull it in. See what happens. See how the winch reacts. Learn how the rigging works. So when you have to use it, you know how it's going to react. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. You got to know what you're doing. I mean, and you it can do. be you know. I uh, just kind of on that topic. I can't let you get out of here without that, that knowledge, man. I didn't know you ran winch classes. That's pretty cool. I know we could go down a huge rabbit hole here. I know we're here to select the best winch, but what is the, one of the most common things that you see people doing wrong with the winch? There's quite a bit, <laughs> but uh, one of the most I'm common sure. things, one of the most common things is if people don't have those accessories that they need, it's very common to, let's say you've got a stuck vehicle and need to run the uh, line to a tree. They'll take that line and instead of using a tree strap, with a shackle on the end of it, and then you hook up to that, they'll take the, the line, wrap it around the tree and double that hook back onto the line. And what that's gonna do is it's gonna constrict that tree and it's gonna kill the tree because it, the way a tree works is the water comes up through the bark between the, between the, the stem of the tree or the trunk of the tree and, and the bark. And that constricts that and it'll kill off the, the water supply. 
Also, it damages the winch line and leads can lead to potential rope failures. I'm glad you bring up winch lines and winch cables because I had a I had an old international scout, it's a 1964 mm. international scout, and it had a PTO winch on the front, mm-hmm. big cable on there, and man, that thing was scary. I mean, it was just it was so <laughs> powerful because it was PTO driven, and I never really you know wanted to use it or anything like that. But it had that metal cable winch I got on my truck. Now I've got you know a uh, I guess it would be not even sure of the material, but you know, it's a, it's a woven cable and I've enjoyed that a lot more, just not worrying about, you know, steel in my hands and that kind of thing. That being said on my UTVs, I've got a steel cable, which one's best. I mean, or is it just a pros and cons kind of thing? This is the number two question we get at Warren behind what winch do I need for my vehicle? So steel and synthetic rope, we call it synthetic rope. They both have use cases. So Synthetic rope is lightweight, easy to handle. As you know, it doesn't develop those sharp burrs that can that you can get. Sometimes we call them fish hooks. They'll go right in your hand. But synthetic rope is also real abrasion prone. So I can take my pocket knife out of my pocket right now and cut a synthetic line. Can't do that with steel cable. Uh, steel cable is exceptionally durable. Uh, you can run steel cable over a, a log or a rock. Steel cable doesn't care. Uh, that being said, it stores more potential energy under tension, and it develops those barbs and can kink and all that stuff. It's also harder to work with. It'll bird's mm-hmm. nest on uh, if you if you release tension on it when you're say spooling up on the winch winch drum. Now, steel cable is still great for high abrasion or utility applications. Tow truck drivers, almost all of them use steel cable, and that's because they're dragging that cable on the ground all the time. And so uh, if you're skidding logs, if you're using it for utility purposes, that kind of stuff, steel is still a good option. You have to respect it, but you also have to respect synthetic rope, you know, wear gloves with both kinds. A lot of people say, well, you don't have to wear gloves with synthetic rope. I don't know about you guys, but I've gotten rope burn before. So also Mm -hmm. rope, rope, rope will pick up burrs and it'll pick up uh, sticks and even pieces of glass or something like that. So there's a little bit more maintenance to synthetic rope. I personally have three rigs with uh, winches on them and I run synthetic on all of them. You know, thinking about more kind of frustration points and things of that nature, like I said, I've got winches on several vehicles and the winch that I have on my truck has a remote. And I was telling Butch, you know, man, I just don't think I'd own a winch. It's a must have. Without a remote, because there's so many times where you're the one, you're the only one there, you know, and you need to be able to run that winch away from the vehicle. But that kind of thing for me is, is a must have. Are there anything that any kind of design considerations or upgraded features that people say, you know, I wish, I wish I'd have done that. I was just trying to save some money. So I went with the cheaper one, but really, and after it's all said and done, I'd I'd really wish I'd have spent a little more money and gone ahead and got that feature. Yeah. There's a whole host of features on, on the winches, depending on the price points from a remote standpoint, all of our winches are going to come with some sort of remote Um, Our 25 and 3,500 pound, ATV winches generally come with a handlebar mounted rocker switch, but Mm. we offer a remote if you wanted to do that. All of our truck remotes are going to come with a a remote with a 12 foot lead on it. Some of our remotes include a wireless, and then we sell a couple of different wireless systems. Our latest is called the hub wireless remote. And what that is, it's it's a little dongle. It's about the size of a of a mouse for a computer and it's got a cord on it that plugs into the winch into the winch, uh, just into the receptacle where you'd plug in the remote. 
a corded remote. And that allows you to actually control the winch using uh, an app on your smartphone that we've custom designed. Wow. So the nice thing about that is, is uh, if you stash that in your glove box, you'll always have a winch remote so long as you have your cell phone or your mobile, your smartphone. And pretty much everybody has that with them all the time, right. uh, for better, for worse. But that also gives you a hundred feet of range. You can be in the next county in some respects and still operate that winch with no latency. Wow. So some of our winches offer waterproofing, like we have uh, our VR Evo Xeon and Xeon Platinum are all IP68 waterproof. They'll operate up to three feet up, excuse me, three meters down underwater for up to 30 minutes. So we don't have to do that. Yeah. If you have to do that, you got bigger problems than a waterproof. <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And we have some winches too that, uh, uh, they have different features. Our Xeon platinum allows you to, uh, monitor your winches, uh, motor temperature. Uh, we have a winch called our 16.5 TI that has a thermometric indicator led on the remote itself. So if it starts to get hot, that led is going to come on and you know, to back off and let it cool down a bit before you, so you don't smoke the engine or motor on it. So we have a variety of different features across of our, across our uh, lineup, depending on what you're doing with the winch. You mentioned, you know, the waterproofing and that just makes me think about, you know, that winch for, you know, for a lot of cases is just sitting out there in the wide open up against the elements all the time. Is there anything that folks should be doing from a maintenance standpoint regularly with winches? The biggest thing I tell people is to use it. It's kind of like a car. You know, we've all heard about that guy that finds a super cherry muscle car or something that's been sitting in a barn for 30 years, right? Well, right. what happens to a lot of those cars because they're not run is a lot of the rubber gets brittle. Uh, the lubrication system isn't up to snuff because this, the oil and the grease hasn't been turning and all that stuff. And it's the same thing with the winch. So I tell people, if you're not regularly using it, a few times a year, just put that winch into free spool, pull the line out and re-spool it under tension. You don't even have to pull a ton of weight. You're talking about put 500, 800 pounds on it. So like put your rig in neutral, hook it up something and just pull the rig towards something. That's going to help heat the motor up. It's going to help evaporate any moisture that might happen to get in the motor or in the gear housing. It also moves that lubrication around the gear housing and helps prevent any corrosion that might build up. So using the product is, is the number one inspecting your winch rope on a regular basis. Never use a winch rope that's compromised. So if you've got a synthetic rope, you want to watch for frays or slices on a steel rope, watch out for kinks or flat spots and replace the rope. Don't use it. Uh, it's, a, it's a very important thing. Nothing, has, nothing comes before safety and all this stuff. So, and then over time, if you've got a really old winch, especially one that's not waterproof and you're submerging it, you're dunking it in a, in a stream, on a regular basis, I'm not talking sitting on the front of the of the rig, but uh, like actual submerging it, we recommend getting it on some sort of maintenance schedule and pulling apart that gear train, inspecting and making sure there's no water in there, and just relubricating that that uh, that gear set with just a standard low temp Molly grease that you can pick up anywhere. Let's talk about snatch blocks a little bit. You mentioned mm -hmm. them earlier. I something I've just started to use myself. I've found several uses for them already. Again, not really winching my vehicle out, but I've used them for a lot of other things. Take me through how a snatch block can make your winch more efficient. What a snatch block does is use mechanical advantage. So it allows you to essentially almost double the pulling capacity of a winch. So say you've got a 10,000 pound capacity winch. It's not magically turning into a 20,000 pound capacity winch when you use one of these pulley blocks. But what it's doing is using mechanical advantage to basically split the load. So 
uh, you would rig up this pulley to uh, an anchor point, whether it's a vehicle or a tree or whatnot. And you would then unspool the line, pull it to that pulley block, and you run it through the pulley block and back to either the front of your vehicle or another anchor point. And what that does is it splits the load. So you've got, say, 10,000 pounds on one line, 10,000 pounds on the other line, but you're effectively pulling just about twice that amount of, of weight. So the two things to note is when you're using a snatch block, you are doubling the amount of line that you need because you have to go out and back, and you're also having the line speed. So if you were going at 10 feet per minute, now you're going to go at five mm. feet, feet per minute feet per minute. Now I know a number of winch instructors that almost always just go straight for a double line pull because it's going to pull more and it's going to be slower. And line speed is mostly if important after you're done with the pull and you're sitting there waiting to re-spool your line back up onto that winch drum. Right. It's less important unless you're in some sort of competition uh, like, like King of the Hammers or some of, these, some of the overseas winching competitions. The important thing is to go slowly and methodically and really think about what you're doing. But the snatch block is an absolute must-have for anybody because I know I've certainly uh, been in the situation where, say, a buddy is stuck and I start getting pulled towards that person. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Or, you know, I don't have enough line out or something like that. And that's, that's another point to make about snatch blocks is the way a winch works. If you've got a 10,000 pound capacity winch, that 10,000 pound rating is at the last wrap of rope on the drum. So you've got all kinds of line pulled out and you've got one layer of rope on that drum. That's where your 10,000 or maximum capacity is reached. So a snatch block helps get more of that line off the drum. So you can run it out, run it back, and then you're getting more mechanical advantage because you're lowering the layers on that winch from getting down to that maximum capacity. And talking about, you know, what you just kind of mentioned, uh, you're trying to pull a buddy out. I mean, I experienced this last year. I stuck my truck down to the frame and went and got my tractor and tried to pull it out with my tractor because I needed to go backwards. Uh, I didn't want to go forwards. I needed to go backwards and I couldn't move it with the tractor. It was just that stuck. I ended up having to winch forward, do some finagling. I was able to get out, but you know, in a situation like that, where you're trying to use another vehicle to pull out a vehicle or another something heavy to pull out something heavy, is that a situation where you just immediately go to that snatch block or, you know, is there anything you can do with your vehicle to, to better anchor the winch vehicle? Yeah. So the first thing is going to be try to get as much line off that, off that uh, winch drum. We recommend if you have synthetic rope to never take more than a full wrap or a full layer of rope off just to prevent the rope from coming off the drum. If you've got steel, the way steel bites into metal, uh, the metal winch drum, you can leave about five wraps on that drum versus an entire layer. So get as much uh, rope off as you can. If that doesn't work, try the snatch block. Now, if you're a rig, like I used to have a little Suzuki and it would get pulled towards everything because it didn't weigh anything. Mm -hmm. So there were times where I actually would tie off onto on the from the rear recovery point to like a big tree so but you got to watch that because you can damage your frame if you're putting too much of a load on it i'm glad you said that andy because it it brings to mind something i've experienced several times which is my winch is always mounted on the front of my vehicle and there's been several situations where i've <laughs> kind of had to winch myself into a worse situation to get out of the situation i was already in and i thought boy you know it'd be handy to have a winch mounted on like a two inch receiver and put it into the, on the back of my truck and just winch myself back out the way I came. 
And I've seen those kind of mounts, but I've always thought, man, that just, I don't know. It seems kind of sketchy to me to be pulling with that much force on, on a trailer hitch on a trailer, you know, a, a two inch receiver. How do those work? And is that, I mean, is that a viable option? Yeah, it's definitely a viable option. It's a little bit limiting. So if you run a winch only off the back, you're only going to be able to be pulled backwards. So if you need to get from point A to point B, you're going to keep getting pulled back to point A. So the winch on the front allows you to be pulled through the obstacle, through the mud hole, through the rocks, and continue on your, on your trek. Now, we do offer a product called multi-mount where you can put up to a 10,000-pound capacity winch on a two-inch receiver. We, al- we also make them for power sports vehicles, uh, so you can put it on the back of your UTV for those winches. Uh, the, you then run, run wiring to the back of the vehicle, and uh, we have a switch you can turn it on and off so it's not constantly live. So if you wanted to, you can absolutely run a winch off the back of the vehicle. For some people, that, that is preferred. Uh, of course, it's it's a bit of a problem if, say, you're pulling a horse trailer or you're pulling a trailer, you know, you can't put it in there. Great point. But uh, those multi-mounts are very versatile. You can move them from the rear to the front, etc. They're a little bit heavy, but they are a, a good option for a, a lot of people. That is a great option. And I've had several instances where I needed that as well. Joe likes to get himself stuck in some interesting situations, so you never know what you're going to get hanging out with the big guy. <laughs> Andy, I mean, Warren is a name that speaks for itself. I mean, anybody that says anything about winches, you know, Warren is the first thing that pops into everybody's mind. Is there anything new in 2023 for Warren? Anything coming out or have come out? I know we are, I was looking at your website. You mentioned it earlier, the Xeon, I believe. Yeah, the Xeon's been, uh, the Xeon actually came out a while a while ago, but it's still, uh, it's kind of the industry standard. A lot of the knockoff winches look surprisingly like our Xeon. But uh, for 2023, the big news is our 75th anniversary. We started in 1948 and uh, started making hubs for surplus World War II Jeeps that were coming back. And uh, in 1959, we pioneered the electric winch and we've been in business ever since. So uh, we will have some cool things coming out in 2023 that I'd love to share with your audience, but unfortunately cannot at this point. (laughs) So uh, I will say that we, uh, we have some cool things uh, going on because, uh, uh, we now sell wheels, so we've got uh, five and six love wheels, which is a which is a big thing and uh, a really fun product to to sell. So that's cool. We've got a whole host of power sports products. Uh, we also recently made a couple of acquisitions. So we own a company called Fab Fours that's out of the Carolinas. They build bumpers. Uh, we own a company called Fabtech uh, Fabtech Motorsports. They sell suspension for all sorts of pickups, and jeeps, that kind of thing. And then we also own Fact 55. In fact, 55 makes some of the best uh, rigging gear on the planet. They make uh, they have their whole closed uh, closed system winching philosophy, which is a, a safer and uh, more robust way to to rig up a winch. So uh, between the, all those companies, we've got a whole host of cool things, uh, new applications on the suspension and bumper side constantly coming out from all those companies and from us too. I mean, we we, we make winch mounts for everything from. Uh, you know, the, the smallest of the ATVs uh, to Subarus to mid-sized trucks, full-size trucks. And then we even have, you know, business in the military and, and the re- and wreckers and all kinds of things, hydraulic, electric, all that kind of thing. So, but yeah, 23 is going to be an interesting year for us. Uh, like I said, that anniversary and you may or may not see some cool new things coming out for 23. Can't wait. Yeah, we're going to be looking forward to staying in touch. If folks want to check out the website, maybe go on and see uh, what kind of products that you guys may have compatible for the vehicle they're running or the rig they're running. Or, man, I, you know, you, you kind of got my wheels turning thinking about hoists and, mm-hmm. you know, and the drill winch. I mean, I'm, I'm, 
thinking about a lot of things around my land that would be useful for both of those. Where should they go online? Yeah, they can visit our website at warren.com. That's W-A-R-N.com. Of course, we're on all the social media platforms, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, begrudgingly TikTok, maybe. And then uh, <laughs> I'm working on my dance routines. What can I say? So That's right. Yeah. But anyway, so we're on all those uh, social media sites. And if you message, we'll, uh, we'll reply to you. All right, folks, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Y'all take a minute and check out some of our show sponsors. This segment was brought to you by Bucks Island Marine. At BucksIsland.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, and bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks. They love trade-ins, which provides a steady stream of used boats, and they can rig your boat at their 18-bay service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Bucks. They have factory-trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77 in Southside, Alabama, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And also by Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks. Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks are proud to be your metal roofing headquarters for over 40 years. Save time and money by buying from the most reliable manufacturer on the Gulf Coast. If you buy it today, you pick it up today. They offer 20 Sherwin-Williams colors to choose from, and a 40-year warranty. Baker Metal and Dixie Supply, two names, same great service. With the addition of their new store in Cantonment, Florida, they now have eight locations to serve you. Dixie Supply and Baker Metal Works, your metal roofing headquarters. Butch, I'm excited to have this recorded somewhere where I can point people to it and say, here, listen to this. Yep, for sure, man. We covered a lot of ground. Uh, Andy's obviously a wealth of knowledge, really cool, knowledgeable guy. I enjoyed having him on the podcast today. Yeah, what'd you, what'd you take away? I think a great thing to take away from this is what we didn't know in the beginning was the, uh, you know, the gross vehicle weight rating, the GVWR times 1.5 will get right. the job done for you. Yeah. You know, depending on what you got and what you're doing, you might want to go a little more, it sounds like. But I think that's a great rule of thumb, man. Also, um, sounds like I need a vehicle recovery strap. Uh, whenever Andy was saying, you know, the biggest limiting factor, the most mistakes that people make is just putting it around the tree and putting on the cable. I was kind of like yeah. looking around, kind of scratching my neck. Yeah, no, I can't imagine anybody. What kind of that. redneck would do that? Right. <laughs> killing killing trees and messing up cable. That's the only way I've ever done it. I got to go check out this drill winch thing. I, that's the first I've heard of that. I'm going to go uh, yeah. go check that out. I'd make it great for a lot of things, but I mean, shoot. That'd be a great deer hoist, you know, and, skin and shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. And just something to keep around as a, that's one of those things where you'd go, man, that'd be perfect for that, you know, and mm -hmm. just, pick, just picking things up, be a big help, especially, you know, a lot of times working on your property, you're just, uh, you know, we try not to, but a lot of times you're there alone or, or you're maybe there with somebody else, but you're alone in the woods kind of thing, right. you know, and you just need to get something done and need another little mechanical advantage or another help in hand. Yeah. ton of great products. I just, I got to see this drill winch. I'm going to go check that out on the website. Yeah, for sure, man. I saw a video of a gentleman using it to pull up a car on a trailer, I believe, on their Facebook page. Very handy. All you need is a little handheld drill. Very cool stuff from Warren. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Appreciate you joining us. We want to make it easy for you to listen. So here's a handy option for you. To get the podcast emailed to you each week, just text the word hunting to 773 770 4377. Again, just text the word hunting to 773-770-4377. You'll join our email list and wherever you are listening to podcasts, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. Send us a written review. We'd love to hear from you. If you got a show topic, 
that you are interested in and like to see us cover, just email us at pros at landhunting.com. That's going to do it for us. Y'all stay safe out there. We'll talk to you next time. This week's Hunt Land Show is brought to you by Fatatas Defense. The Fatatas Defense PD Pro Ultralight, Ultra Compact Night Vision System. Simply the best in class night vision systems ever built. Contact FatanasDefense.com to learn more. Fatanas Defense, Masters of Darkness. And also Alabama Farmers Co-op. Alabama Farmers Cooperative has been serving gardeners, farmers, and everyone in between for 85 years. Visit www.alafarm.com for more information and to find a co-op near you. And also, Great Days Outdoors, the South's finest hunting and fishing magazine. Pick up your copy wherever magazines are sold or check them out at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And also, the Hunter's Bait Lowdown Trail Cam Reviewer. The Lowdown High Speed Trail Cam Viewer has flipping fast technology that allows you to view images three times faster on a screen that is 60% bigger than typical 7-inch viewers. Find out more at lowdownviewer.com. And also by Arm Credit of Northwest Florida. Farm Credit of Northwest Florida has over a century of experience providing financing for people who live, work, or play in the country. Farm Credit is here to help you make your dream of country living a reality. Their unique cooperative structure allows them to return some of their profits back to their borrowers. This patronage distribution effectively lowers a borrower's rate. To get started with your first or next land purchase, give them a call at 855-GO-RURAL or visit them at www.gorural.net.